Number one versus number two to get things started here at 133. Starachi driving, and there's the two! The national championship to Carter Starachi! Fend off a nice leg attack by Brooks. Brooks works into a body lock. He throws Rands to his back! That's all we get? You're moving on already? Chaplin K-1. Roman Bravo Young, Penn State's first champion at 133 pounds. And what a way to start the night. A victory in a sudden victory. Man, it feels amazing. You know, I put a lot of work into this. People don't see. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of pressure sometimes. But got it done. And now I'm a national champ forever. It means a lot. Welcome into the Let's Go State podcast, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. We're pumped up to bring you a new branch of the podcast exclusively for Penn State Wrestling, where we'll meet with a new student athlete every single week during the 2021-22 season. Subscribe today so you don't miss a single episode all year and leave us a review with what you want to hear about. All right, here we go. Episode number one features a product of Tempe, Arizona, a representative of the 141-149 weight class, Bo Bartlett. Bo, how are you doing? I'm awesome. Glad to be here. How are you? Good. I mean, you're kicking off the first episode for us of the Penn State Wrestling Edition of the Let's Go State podcast, so could be worse to say the least. But listen, the offseason, it seems like it's been like nine years since you guys have wrestled in front of a sold out rec hall environment and stuff like that. So when you take into account everything that you guys have gone through over the course of the last year, how much are you looking forward to this season? I can't wait for every opportunity to compete and especially um, just wrestling in front of more fans and wrestling on a bigger level than I really ever have. I just, I love it. What are you looking forward to this season personally? I always love wrestling and you know especially I said this last year around this time on some podcast and I was saying like I haven't wrestled because COVID and uh, like the whole quarantine everyone there's there's no no competing no one going into stores no one going in public and last year I got a little taste of it my first little taste of college wrestling and I'm just excited to, to keep moving forward and chase down everything that I've always dreamed to dreamed of so you've seen the crowd in rec hall obviously before and what it's like on tv and the eruption of that noise and stuff like that so when you think about that mentally and you put yourself in that situation should you pin a guy or should you win your your match specifically what goes through your head thinking about that crowd erupting i love it i mean i think about it every day um before practice after practice when i wake up when i go to bed after i finish an exam going to lunch uh, really anytime i'm always thinking of like a loud crowd, a silent crowd, um, win it. If I'm currently uh, up by points, losing, I'm losing. But in the end goal, it's always like win the match. And I'm just, every possibility that could, that's possible. I've already thought of it multiple times. So I'm, I'm ready. What is your major? Psych. Psychology. What do you want to do with that? Not sure exactly, but, you know, a big fan of public speaking, writing books. So no matter where I go, it's definitely going to have a big human engagement involved. So you're a fan of public speaking, writing books, and then you told me before we started this podcast, graphics as well, like designing different graphics for, for people. Um, but when it comes to the public speaking side of things, what's intriguing about that? Yeah. So it probably started somewhere in second grade. We had to memorize a poem and perform in front of our class. And Everyone picked like a four-line poem. I picked a four-stanza poem, so 16 lines and everything. That's big time. I set myself up for something that could have been great, but I got up stage. I said around six, seven lines, and then nothing. So I said more than everyone else, but relative to the poem, I, I just I was frozen. I couldn't say anything. So ever since then, it was weird. It manifested itself in a weird way. There was like a fear of public speaking for a long time. And then in high school or in 
middle school, actually, at Wyoming Seminary, you have to do the speech, and it takes a year and a half. You start in seventh grade and perform it somewhere uh, at some week in eighth grade. And so my topic was MMA, like mixed martial arts, and like pros and cons, like um, just all kinds of different things. There's a lot of, just all kinds of different aspects of it, and we had to perform it in front of the entire school and our parents. And I just, I loved it. And ever since then, I've just been, I was in student government in high school, like freshman, sophomore year, and I just don't know how it happened, but I really enjoy speaking in front of, it can be any topic. I don't, I don't get nervous. It just, it just starts going. What? All right. So go back to second grade. So you had, you had to do like a four line poem, the rest of the class, you just had to go with the 14 to 16 line. Did you just like freeze up and you forgot about the rest of the, the other six lines or something like that? Yeah. The, you, no words came out. Nothing. Do you remember the first four at all? <laughs> no, too idea. long ago. So then you I fa- wiped it from my memory. <laughs> so then you fast forward to what did you say, seventh or eighth grade? Yeah, when you had to do another one, and obviously you enjoy public speaking and stuff like that. But like, is there something about the adrenaline of it? Because not many people actually enjoy public speaking when you think about it. Like people get nervous, like mm-hmm. you talked about, or they're afraid of a camera in front of their face, or people watching in the crowd and stuff like that. But is there some sort of like adrenaline rush or what? There's definitely an adrenaline rush. I think it's similar to for me, like the wrestling matches. You know. I like those big matches. I like that that intensity. And over the past year, I've learned to bring that same energy, that commitment, that excitement to multiple things. We're coming in for, a, let's say, a 7 a.m. lift. I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm stoked. Uh, going, going to class, like, I just get excited uh, taking a nice drink of coffee. Like, anything I do, I, I mean, there's moderation to everything, but I'm just saying, like, that same excitement that comes from public speaking, it's, it's the closest that I can get to wrestling in a sold out arena, public speaking. That's kind of crazy to think about. Like you could be speaking in front of 10 to 15,000 people for some sort of event down the road. I could see it. Bo Bartlett, public speaker, like a Joe Rogan style of thing or what? Uh, we'll see. I mean, I'm open to that idea. It sounds awesome. I might have some different, different topics, a different, uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Hopefully like a gold medal or something like that. You can talk about down the road. That'd be perfect. Yeah. There's your talking point right there. Gold medalist Bo Bartlett. I like the sounds of that. All right. So you also talked about graphics. You like to make graphics. Where did that love come from? That was also during middle school. So a lot of things happened in middle school, seventh, eighth grade. Um, I I wrestled at this tournament and I won the tournament. And so there was a photographer, awesome photographer, and he made uh, like champion graphics of all like all the champions. So there's 14 weight classes in high school. So he made 14 graphics and he made mine. And it was awesome. And he, they were posting it everywhere. Every time I was wrestling at a tournament, anywhere I was competing, they used this photo. But after a while, I was like, man, I, I just don't like it now. Like, it just, I loved it, but it just after seeing it over and over again, like you, I, I wanted something new. And I, w- I had to figure out how to make a graphic because I was like, how do, I, how do I get a graphic? I have to make it. So I was looking at YouTube. I got Photoshop, and I was just messing around. And the first ones are still posted on Instagram on, like, my bow nose edits or bonus graphics, whatever, Instagram, and you can still see like the first graphic I made of me and it's, it's terrible. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not good at all, but I was so excited. I was showing it to everyone. I was proud. And then since then, now I've been making graphics for anything coming up, uh, bridal showers, like, <laughs> like all kinds of any graphic thing. It's so it's getting bigger. Do you find it. like enjoyment of, cause let's be honest, wrestling is a very physical sport. It's a very mental taxing sport and stuff like that. So when you're in season for any collegiate athlete for that matter, it's difficult. It's challenging. You go through your ups and downs. Do you find doing that type of stuff, almost a release to be able to get away from it? Definitely. I think everything, everything that I'm doing, I'm, for, well, specifically for me, is like a release from another. So like, I'm not going to say someone gets tired of wrestling because you love it, but you know, let's say like you've been wrestling, you go through a whole wrestling season, there's an off season, an in season, uh, maybe when 
wrestling's done, I can go out and run more because in, in season I might not be running much. You know, you want your legs fresh for wrestling or anything like that. And not everything has to be physical. I draw. I, I'm not good at painting, but I like painting. I want to learn how to paint better. But again, so many times, so many hours in a day and all that stuff, like drawing, running, wrestling. So everything's, it's, I think it's just balance. I'm really big on balance. I talk to, talk to a lot of different people. I've opened my mind over the past, well, since I've been at Penn State, and I'm just really big on the whole, like, gratitude, and I'm just showing that gratitude's not, like, something you say, it's something you do. I'm grateful that I can wrestle, and I show that by not just, like, everyday wrestling, wrestling, wrestling in season. I'm wrestling, but I'm finding balance. I'm getting my schoolwork done. I'm interacting with my family, and just, I'm keeping everything together. You mentioned the conversations that you have with different people, whether it's your, the guys in the wrestling room with you, or your coaches, or friends around the country, whatever it is. When you have conversations like that, how do you try to make sure that you're grounded and embrace that gratitude? I actually came across this over the past couple of weeks. I was thinking about it because Coach Kale, um, he gave like a little gratitude speech before practice. I think I think it's a yearly thing or a monthly thing. Now I've I've, I've heard a lot. It's the message has sunk in. But he gave one, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, well, gratitude, gratitude. We all say we're grateful. because every. So before practice now, we're having guys uh, introduce themselves and tell a story, different guys on the team. And everyone gave a pretty similar story on gratitude, gratitude. And um, I'm just thinking, like, gratitude, you can say you're grateful, and that's good. You might actually, you could be grateful. But I'm thinking, like, it's more than just saying. It. Like, gratitude is, like, it's an action verb. Like, how are you being grateful? Are you just saying, like, thank you for this, I'm grateful I get to work out here today or is like, am I going to give my best effort and do this? Am I grateful that I get to get an education or are you actually are you going to class? Are you studying? Are you saying hello to your professors? Um, writing, writing them emails when you might not, when you're traveling, like, are you actually doing the things that you say you're thankful for? So I think I'm just really big on that. And that also requires me to be very intentional with everything. Like every second that I'm awake now, I'm like thinking like, what am I doing? And is this actually helping? So it, it creates a lot of a lot more thinking, but because of like, since I'm being intentional with everything I'm doing throughout the day, I'm headed in the right direction. You're maximizing your day to say the least. Yeah. So what are you thankful for? Okay. So I'm grateful for my family. You know, I still, I live at home. I don't live in an apartment or a dorm. I live, my whole family moved out here. So I'm grateful for that. My family, great support system. Obviously my mom cooks, my dad's always there. You know, we can talk wrestling and my sister brings different ideas to the table that aren't wrestling related. She's a uh, funny, she's a field hockey player local high school. So it's just being able to, to engage in like different worlds, different conversations. It's not always wrestling. And then when you need, it's not like I'm not focused on wrestling. I come here. I'm thinking about wrestling all day. I'm watching wrestling. I come in here. We have amazing coaches, amazing teammates. We have amazing people that are associated with the team and we can talk about wrestling and everyone here has their own individual passions. I talked to coach, coach Adam Lynch. Um, I talked to him about landscaping all the time. <laughs> like every other day we're talking about like, did you mow the grass yet? Did you, did you rake the leaves? Did you, and it's just these genuine conversations. So I'm grateful for everyone in my life, everything that's set up right now. And I like having these real genuine conversations and following through with action. So it's interesting that you live at home. Your family moved out here to help you be, I'm assuming successful in what you do every single day. But a lot of people around the country might be like, oh, you're not living your full college experience. You're not living in a dorm, all that type of stuff. Why do you believe that living with your family and then moving out here was the best option? It's always an adjustment period when you're ever going to, whenever you're going to, into some place. And I feel like if, if something's not broke, don't fix it. Um, family's always been with me. And I like the progression of everything that's gone with me alongside my family. And, you know, now coming into college, you know, you're taking, you're taking more difficult classes. Uh, everything, everything is like up a level, you know, whether it's classes, uh, athletics, um, your responsibilities, everything's up there. So just having that extra support system right here, for me, it was the best option. I, I love having my family here. They're real helpful.
What's the best meal that you cook when you go home? Okay, I think my whole family has something. My dad has this <laughs> nice spaghetti with all kinds of meat in there. Uh, my mom, she's got she's got a lot. There's there's no one. There's different. She has a she's French Canadian, so she has a patissimois. She has we can. What eat. is that? So it's potato. Have you ever heard shepherd's pie? Yes, that's what it is. Shepherd's what is pie. it called? Patissimois. <laughs> my pronunciation might be terrible. Terrible. Patissimois. I think. Patissimois. Yeah, it's French. Interesting. Basically, shepherd's pie. It's shepherd, it is the exact same thing. Interesting. All right. What are you good at? Breakfast. Everything. <laughs> everything. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, sausage, egg, and cheese. Turkey, sausage, egg, and cheese. Just regular eggs, omelets. Breakfast. Bono's breakfast. Bono's breakfast. That's going to be part of your story, too. I like that <laughs> right there. Gold medalist, Ben Bono's breakfast. All right. Uh, last season, the mantra within this program was chop wood, carry water. We heard it after the national championship. Obviously, that's a, a book, I believe, that you guys read during the offseason that has a lot of roots to what that saying exactly means. Is that still continuous to this day, or does that change up year to year? I think the the core mantra. I think that's always important. You should. I don't think you should leave anything behind. But I think incorporating new ideas um, that will better you. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what it's going to be. But pretty much just the same thing. You know, be who you are. Keep working because you love it. Love that. All right, we're going to end this podcast by a little uh, this or that random question generator type of thing. Okay. Okay. All right. So if you're stranded on an island with one of your teammates in the wrestling room, who's that going to be, and why? Island. Stranded on an island. I'm going with Aurelius Dunbar. Oh. Aurelius, yeah. Aurelius, he's a strong guy. And I feel like, you know, we could, alone, if we're looking for food, you know, we have to maybe find some coconuts. We have to climb some trees. Like, he's, he, I think he's, him and I together, we'd be a good, like, uh, tree climbing and scavenger hunting uh, group. We could definitely find food and survive. So are you going to be the guy that builds the fires and goes and climbs the trees and stuff like that for coconuts? Or are you going to be the guy that goes in the water and tries to spear, kill a fish? I think I should be the guy in the water. I don't think I mix with fire very well. No? No, I don't think Bad so. Bad history there? No history, but I just, I don't think I'd be good with it. I love that. All right. There's a stranded on the island question. Now, if you're on campus any given day and you see one of your teammates walking around, who is that most likely to be and why? Walking around campus, probably Terrell. Terrell, Terrell he's at, he goes to every class. He's, he, he's, he's always riding his bike. Actually, he has a motorized bike now, so he's zooming. He's zooming across campus. Definitely Terrell. He's just... He's a really smiley guy, and he's just everywhere. Every time I see him, he's there. What's the deal with those motorized scooters? They're like up and coming. They're all over campus now. Yeah, I've been doing research because I have a bike, with, and the, the gears, um, they don't work too well. Uh-oh. So I'm thinking about the motorized scooter because it seems more efficient. You get to practice uh, a lot more quickly. So it's definitely on the rise. A lot of people have them, and I'm looking to get one. All right, last one for you. If you got to go against Kale on the mat <laughs> in rec hall, how long is it going to take before you're down? Before I'm down? Yeah. <laughs> or are you penning him? Well, um, I think I'm going to go big. I'm going to try. I'm going to go for a big move because if I do nothing and it doesn't end in my favor, favor it was a pretty boring match. So I'm probably right. going to go big, maybe like a, I think I'll do a round off and a backflip onto the mat and then just like try to build, build like the, what's it called? Build the, just build the, build up the energy and like run around the mat and maybe like run around but as soon as i as soon as i grab onto a leg he's gonna do something so i just gotta probably delay the match and try to do as many cool things as i can before it inevitably ends just throw him off as much as he possibly can exactly love that bo bartlett appreciate you joining us on the first edition of the let's go state podcast wrestling style good luck this season thank you